Welcome to the Gestalten Podcast presented to you by Concept House Innovation Consultancy, your number one source when it comes to consulting services within the design transportation industry as well as academy services for your needs and your development of your staff. My name is Martin Groschwald and in this episode, which for us here internally is a very big one because it's the 50th episode of the Gestalten Podcast. I never thought that we're actually going to get that far, but uh, thank you very much to all the listeners and supporters of our little show and I hope you enjoy it for the next 50 as much as you did for this 50 and uh, this is a first for us as well this is the first guest who's been on the podcast for a second time and we're talking about Christian Eckert the CXO of Icon Mobile in California and we actually started talking about his job title in a little bit more detail which is the Chief Experience Officer and we played a little bit of a, well, you know, a, a brain exercise on how we can implement that into the car industry, what kind of uh, effect that would have, uh, who's reporting into who and what this would mean for the entire future of uh, car design if we would have a CXO. So um, I hope you enjoyed this little exercise that we both had. Um, it was super nice to talk to him about it because we, uh, you know, we just didn't stop. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think and let's go. Hello and welcome back, Christian Eckert. How are things? Martin, thanks for having me again. Always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> again, indeed it is. And obviously to the avid listener of the Gestalten podcast, they know you already. So I'm, I'm going to leave a little bit of an introduction out of this already and we jump straight into what we want to talk about. And a small disclaimer to all the listeners that are maybe a little bit more in the area of physical design and a little bit of exterior and interior. We have a little bit of an, let's say, an experiment in front of us now, Chris and myself, because uh, Chris's official job title is uh, Chief Experience Officer. And when I saw this on, you know, on your on your signature, on your email, it, uh, I found this very interesting. And you obviously told me that uh, this uh, you know, got you quite a few conversations as well. And uh, we, we had a little bit of a pre-talk and we talked a little bit before about this as well. But I really want to jump into this and I, I want to I ask a question up front just to kind of say for the for our listeners to understand what we want to go towards. And if you work on exterior design, interior design, color and trim, the question of this episode is, what would happen if your boss is not a physical designer anymore? What if your boss is an experienced designer? What if your boss is a chief experience officer? So, uh, you know, that's, that's why I invited Chris again to have this episode on a podcast. And Chris, why don't you just try to define a little bit what you understand as a chief experience officer before we dive in much more deeper in this in this role and what we believe this role might be in the future sure yeah i mean i think the uh, chief experience officer overall and in general is really an executive who's responsible for the overall experience of an organization's services and products so really making sure that every aspect of a user's interaction with a company and a brand and its products and services is great at the end of the day. So it's really making sure that all the touch points and, and across the, all the entire customer journey, the customers and the users have a great experience. And because the, the, the CXO, if we put it that way, is something that we really haven't come across in today's world. But what we have come across more and more now is the CDO, so the chief design officer. What's the difference for you when it comes to the CXO to the, the CDO? Hmm. That, that's a good question. Um, I would say, first of all, if, if an organization has a CDO or a design officer, that's already great because design obviously is very important. So to give, the, give that, that priority in an organization is already great. But I think the main difference to me between a CXO and a CDO would be that um, the chief design officer, with its very important role, really focuses on creating a beautiful product. You know, focuses really on the aesthetics and, and brand, um, both maybe digital, but also from an analog perspective, the, the 
physical experience. But the chief experience officer really would then more define what is really important for the customer and the users. What is the experience that we want to create? What are the feelings we want to um, that we want to create? Um, so the CXO has a way deeper focus on user experience, not just so to speak the aesthetics, but would then work very closely with the chief design officer and also the chief product officer to define okay what are the the product features what are the design experience we want to create and that ideally this would happen across all the touch points so the the cxo for example in in the uh, mobility context would not just focus on the car that's one part but it would also that person would also define experience across all the channels from the car to your mobile phone to the website to the charging station to um, the experience on a booth at a show for example so really across all these touch points and then would work closely with the designer and also would help define priorities so what is really important for the user at the end of the day what makes a difference and helps create this great experience and also helps um, create more revenue at the end of the day let's take this a little bit further um because you just mentioned, obviously, the, the CXO, you mentioned it's the, the CPO, which is the, the, the product officer and the design officer. Now, if I were to ask you about structuring this, so if, if we would start a new car company or like any kind of product company and you know develop something new, would you say the best setup is the chief experience officer has the product and, you know, let's say haptical physical design or design person under his or her belt would they be on the same level or where do you see the most efficient structure for something like this to happen because i think if we look into the car industry nowadays in particular but also in like the product industry companies like apple and stuff like that they have all these guys and oftentimes it's the design and then it's the ux reports into design so there's a certain kind of structure and hierarchy already so if you want to disrupt, if you think that we have to do things differently, how would you structure it where you believe this is the best way to push it forward? Well, you know, if, if, if you want to be bold and really think very differently, then I would definitely put the chief experience officer um, at the very top and really think always and for everything from a user's perspective across everything, what the company does. And this also requires to align, of course, um, business goals with um, you know technology and design but like at the end of the day the user experience the customer experience is the thing that builds the relationship with the users um, a great experience is the strongest thing you can do as a brand because this relationship that you build this days even if for example the business model will change and with this in this new era of mobility you know it can be that today you're you're an OEM creating fantastic cars, but actually in 10 years from now, you're just an app because you're a ride-share company, a car-share company. And if you though create this very strong relationship with the user and the customer, then this stays, even if this changes. So this, this that set of people, they would stay and stick with you, even if you're not selling just cars anymore, but you're just an app. And so this is why I think thinking from the experience from the very top and then um, working down and having priorities made up from the user's perspective. I think that's that's the way I see and hope to see in the future way more, um, especially if everything becomes more and more digital. Um, so so it's, I mean, it's outside the vehicle, but also inside the vehicle. Um, just look at how the interiors have evolved over the last um, generations of cars from no screens to all screens from um, from you know AVs to EVs, basically from ride share to shared drive. So basically, this huge shift really impacts um, everything. And so I think to have something that oversees all these touch points and then makes the priorities and also helps define what the designer should focus on. I think that's 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 the way to go. Mm-hmm. I think what you just mentioned with the definition is a fundamental point. I think what a lot of people misunderstand about these, you know, chief 
and then a small X in the sense of like, you know, insert which kind of area of like, you know, uh, executive level you are, uh, officers, they they have to do is to define. They're not necessarily building the product. They're not necessarily, you know, designing the product or like, you know, creating and everything. It's about the definition. And and for me personally, because obviously the, a lot of the audience that listens to the podcast is is coming from a car background, is coming from a from a product background, and they might be thinking right now, it's like, oh, so a guy, who, you know, who's um, you know, who, who's not even understanding the difficulties of creating a product physically is now going to lead us. How is that going to work? So, how important is that definition to get also those guys that? you know, are experts in their respective fields. And we will talk about these specific fields that I think will will, will be led by this CXO guy um, are are really of importance. And how, how do you think that uh, somebody who's not an expert in, let's say, transportation design, car design, can really lead those kind of guys and define what they are, um, you know, what, what in the kind of direction they're supposed to go in the best possible way? Yeah, well, what if you flip this and ask, um, how can a you know car designer lead a digital team, which is maybe also very tricky in a way, if you think about this as many car companies are set up these days. Um, but first of all, of course, you have, you, you're only as strong as your team is, right? And I think, um, of course, you always have to listen to your experts. You just have to um, create the overall vision, um, create KPIs, um, and, and make sure that the, the overall experience strategy is in place. And then, of course, allow your specialists and experts in their fields to come up with the best solution, respectively. I mean, I'm not a car designer, right? I would never even think about coming up with proposals for interior extra designs. Um, that's not my field of expertise. But what I could do is come up with an experience strategy, an experience vision, and then work with, with these folks to kind of um, translate that into the physical experience um, across all senses, for example, also. So I think um, one of the projects we did, for example, at Icon Mobile last year was to work with an EV company here in California that plans to really redefine their whole product lineup. And originally, for example, they approached us and asked, hey, can you guys help us with UX design, UI design, creating an amazing HMI? And we told them, yes, of course, we're the best <laughs> in that field and we can totally do that. But what you actually need first is a strategy, a really a great experience strategy. And we kind of flipped the script. And for more than you know half a year, we didn't even think about a pixel or UI or UX. We only thought about what's the business model, what are services, what are potential products, who is your target group, how can we differentiate that brand from all the other EVs or um, other car companies and mobility providers out there and then we and then only when we had a really strong experience strategy in place that would for example also define who to hire you know what mindset do you need in a company how would you design the organization based on that experience strategy um, only then we start to think about okay next step is to translate that into an interior architecture for example and then going deeper into, okay, the digital design. And, and then, of course, you work super closely uh, with the leaders in those areas, but really the experience strategy defines everything else, including what products and um, services to offer. So just to stick a little bit to, you know, and stay within the, the area of this physical design and taking the example of a car, if we were to move into the situation right now, which is a little bit unrealistic because I don't think there's a lot of companies that have a lot of potential to implement something uh, radical, I think is the best word for it. But if you would be now the CXO of a car company, what would you expect from your from your car designers compared to maybe what they know right now or the way they work right now? Would you change processes? Would you change, you know, how you would expect them to think about stuff? Because that's also an intellectual exercise when you come from an experience and you have to translate that into a physical product. Good question, Martin, as always. <laughs> well, 
You know, first of all, all designers are very creative people. And um, more and more, of course, we can already see designers um, working across disciplines, which is great. Um, I think overall, I'm always a very big believer of thinking as holistically as possible. So um, I was definitely thinking how can we um, translate a certain aesthetic into both the analog world and the digital world. Um, thinking all senses, um, being very open to also uh, new technologies, of course, and how we can, you know, technology should never be the driver. Like, let's not just use a technology because it's out there, but more like an enabler. This is where, again, the experience would define what technology even makes sense and what technology we should have based on the experience we would like to create. And so I think, for example, what, I, you know, I think it's more... Um, bringing more disciplines together, working more holistically, um, less silos, which we still have oftentimes. Um, and this, for example, also in our studio, you know, I, I don't necessarily hire UI designers anymore or UX designers, but it's a digital product designer and the UX designer has to also think about UI design and, and vice versa. And so I think like a blend and, and being more open and thinking across analog and digital i think would be very important and also i think and this is why we have product designers more and more than as i said just ui ux designers is because you also also think more about the user and and the business goals that you also have you know what what do we really want to achieve and i think to to think more and more in terms of product design um will be key moving forward and and that's one thing for example when i had the pleasure to lead the um, UI UX team at Faraday Future a while ago. One of the things I'm kind of pretty proud of is that we were able to change the structure also back there because we had a more, let's say, traditional setup of a car design studio with exterior designers and interior and UI UX. But we put a lot of focus on let's change that and let's become more a technology company that does also mobility and instead of being a car company with some tech. And so we kind of transformed the UI UX design team into a digital product team, which is what you would find more at Google, Facebook, and so on. And so this means that within the digital product team, you had UI designers, you had UX designers, but most importantly, you have product owners, product managers who define the features based on the overall experience vision and software developers. So you have the teams working together, executing against um, experience vision. And also that team was not just responsible for the car, but also how do we create the app that is your remote control or your door to, um, into the, the mobility space? Or how do you translate that onto your, your website? How do you then create a booth for CES where you can experience that brand um, outside the car? So really across all these touch points. And I think that would be um, my, my dream setup. And, and that still was working you know, very closely with the exterior and interior designers and color material because it's really only as good as, 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 good as the team is working together holistically. Mm. You, you mentioned something you know, which I which I always find very difficult, which is the silos. Um, and of course, whenever you have teams that are specializing into something, silos are almost created, um, you know, like right away because they think like, oh, we have to do this and we have to do that. So nurturing and, you know, enforcing this kind of non-silo thinking is, of course, one of the biggest challenges that management in, in, yeah, in, in, in general has. But if we were to take this idea of a chief experience officer and we already said that probably in this context that we're talking at the moment the, the product design the haptical design the physical design would be also under the ceo what other areas would you say should report to that kind of position um not to create silos again i want to try to avoid that but which kind of areas do you think should be reporting into that into that position to make the best out of a potential experience for the user? I think I'm not necessarily reporting into that role, but, um, you know, 
I think CXO and, and chief product officer should work extremely close together and also chief marketing um, and probably even sales because, you know, as also um, as, as we are now in this new era of mobility where, for example, also the modes of ownership changes and that I'm maybe not owning a car anymore, I'm not buying a car, I'm leasing a car, I'm subscribing to a car, that is changing. And so you would also need to think, okay, how can we create that experience also um, consistent and cohesive in a new way of owning a car because it's just a subscription service, but also marketing because um, the ways how we buy, sell, learn about a car or a mobility company also changes a lot these days, especially now when all, you know, in, in COVID-19 times where there is no car show. So where do I go for a test ride? I do maybe a virtual ride, you know, with VR. I maybe can, you know, see my car in front of my house with AR apps. Um, we create maybe virtual shows that I can go and experience a brand. And all of that needs to be speaking with the same language and the same brand and user experience, basically. And so this is why, you know, the CXO should probably not be the um, super duper position because, again, it's really bringing everything together. But I think it's way more about bringing product marketing together and creating this 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 um, this holistic cohesive user experience across everything from the very first time I even learn about this product or the brand or the company to how can I get this product and then I have it and I experience it and then maybe I change from again like the the car to just the the, the mobile app because I'm switching to the car share service of the same brand um, but this needs all to be one language uh, and that's not just visuals that's really features and um and the business strategy behind it as well you know it's it's interesting that you say this because like if if i put this structure into my head and try to try to explain it it almost seems like you have obviously the ceo somebody needs to be in charge as well but you could you could define it a little bit further. You could even say like we have the chief experience officer and we have a you know chief technology or like a chief engineering officer or manufacturing or something like that, depending on what it on what it is. Um, but it sounds to me that you know positions that are oftentimes now pushed forward, such as marketing, sales, have to to make it really work, fall under the experience because otherwise the diversion of what they want to do is just too much. I mean, you know, when we talk about car shows, when we talk about, you know, new developments such as esports, you often you oftentimes see that marketing has a completely different idea to what, for example, the the greater company wants to do. And in some areas that's probably needed because it's such a different and new market. But it oftentimes then sees like, oh, this is different, or like, you know, is this this is really fit into the kind of process? So, what do you think about this? I mean, realistically, I can see okay, product design or like you know, transportation design being parallel to that. I could I could get that, but it's almost like marketing and sales needs to be under the experience to really be implemented um, in in the best possible way. That would be ideal. Yes, that would be ideal. But as a first step, if we have one holistic experience strategy that really defines then also how to execute marketing initiatives, sales initiatives, um, and everything else, that would be already a great first step. Um, and of course, to, to come up with this experience strategy, by the way, that's not what only the CXO and the team would build, but that is where all the stakeholders comes in, come in place, which is really, really important. So when we, going back to this project we did last year, um, this was not like just the design team coming up with an experience strategy. It was the opposite. It was really us leading efforts talking to the CEO, the marketing officer, the design officer, the um, chief engineer, everything really, and bringing, um, bringing this all together, bringing all the, the, the needs and goals together, but then unifying it into a holistic experience strategy. So you have the buy-in from everyone from the very beginning because you need that input from the different departments. But yes, then to have someone who makes sure that everything is cohesive and speaks the same language and supports the same goals um, to reach the same KPIs. Yes, of course, if you have a, a very strong CXO uh, or CXO group um, at the top, 
that would be perfect. Where do you see development points in that? Do you do you think that this position would also push for new areas to be worked on? I mean, you know, we can talk about uh, service design. We can talk about you know implementing things into. I've, I've mentioned esports earlier because you know. It, it, The new PlayStation 5 was just presented and, you know, Gran Turismo is going more and more into this esports, of course, and there's, you know, much other games and stuff like that. How is is that leadership of these new ideas, um, in particular with service design and also business design? Yeah. So what can the business be in the future? Which kind of other, um, you know, income methods, revenue streams can be created to that? What is, what is the best setup for this? This is like, you know, the, the CXO is leading that with the strategy or do you also have to con continuously adjust the strategy because the teams come up with new ideas and keep that flexibility into the company? Well, these days you always have to be flexible um, as no one really knows what will happen in three, five, ten years. As you can see right now, right? Like who would thought we would be in this situation where we are right now globally so, of course, you need to be extremely flexible, but you also need to be very dynamic and fast because everything changes so quickly. And therefore, you need to have a very strong strategy and a very, very strong vision because um, as long as you have a very strong vision where you want to be and you're flexible enough how to get there, you can always adapt, which I think is very important. And I think it's also um, about having, you know, doing small steps and, and being um, and launching something, really bringing more the approach from a tech from the tech world into the mobility space. And it, it's changing. And, and I know it's super tricky sometimes because it's not necessarily about shipping the perfect car anymore. As you can see with Tesla, um, Tesla definitely not, you know, the most advanced exterior design or the, you know, the highest quality build. And even the software has some bugs sometimes, but people don't care. This is why Tesla is still the most or is, you know, the most valuable company in that space. Because why? Because they accept the fact that, yes, you know, a month later, I get a software update and maybe have even more range or I get a new feature. And it constantly kind of like delights my, my experience because it's being improved on and on and on. Of course, it doesn't mean they should ship a shitty product, right? Of course. But <laughs> you can really focus on a few things first, really master them. And then go from there and learn and learn. And this is why I think, coming back to your question also uh, regarding future initiatives, absolutely, I think the the CXO should totally drive that because, again, I think the, the, you might change as a company, even though it's very tricky and very um, and it's maybe a long process. But maybe you have to become an app. And I know this can be you know sound frightening and everything but maybe this is where you, in the long run actually are going to survive and actually make uh, generate more better revenues more revenues and then grow again and and you just need different people you know by the way it doesn't mean that you know the shift to digital means that you need less people necessarily you need different types of people probably uh, because you need to build different departments with with different expertise and skills um And I think what also comes in place here is that, you know, it's less and less about just one company doing something on their own. It's way more about an ecosystem and you partner with other brands. You know, you need to bring in the best of other areas, especially in the digital space, because I'm expecting that my digital life is also seamlessly transferred into the mobility space because I want to listen to my Spotify. I want to watch my Netflix in the car. Um, I want to pay with my PayPal at the driving of Burger King or whatever. And so you need to be able to create that ecosystem of all these other partner experience, but still make sure that you as your company are very strong and build this relationship with your customer at the end of the day and user. Obviously we're talking in this, I don't want to say utopian world. It's probably utopian right now, exactly in like terms of what we're talking, but Thinking this a little bit further, and we've discussed this before we started the recording a little bit, we actually see this happening in the next five to 10 years that this position, such as a CXO, could become a stable in a lot of companies. But which industries within, let's say, the mobility sector do you see most likely to adopt a system like that? 
is it i don't know like an uber is it like i don't know a bmw um tesla is a little bit of a hybrid of a lot of things as well so let's let's exclude them but is it more new companies or like new technologies that will adopt that or will it be the the old school ones because they they understand that they need to change something well everyone has to that's actually pr pretty clear to me <laughs> it's you know it's like the, the new ones for sure if you are an uber or whatever rideshare company for example um this might be already in place i don't know exactly the org chart of uber but i could imagine that um, someone thinking about holistic experience has a very important role there i hope and um and then they don't have actually physical products yet they do have maybe some you know shared e-bikes or scooters but of course not, nothing that is as complex as a car yet but then if you think about you know uber elevate when you have flying cars flying taxis and so on soon so i think then If I would be Uber, of course, I would also coming from that Uber experience and then help define what the physical representation of that would look like. Um, and same going the other way, because yes, even though you, we can see, unfortunately, that for many reasons, a lot of more traditional car companies now going back to, let's say, just doing great cars, which is also great, but like, you know, stopping sharing um, car share ride share and whatever all these programs and really go back to just be so to speak a car company um even i still think the future will be more diverse the future will be more multimodal the future will be more than just even the mobility experience and this is why what you brought up earlier with esports um like we are for example just right now creating <laughs> a new kind of a game in that or a new entertainment format in that space where, you know, we bring together like gaming, esports, but also something physical, um, which we're going to launch in a few weeks. And why is this interesting? Because this is where the car companies can reach a totally new audience, you know, for example, on Twitch um, and, and, and can promote their product experiences there in a totally different way. And so I think these kind of things are as important as the product experience itself. Um, so I think the more holistic, the better. And so therefore, I think even if you are, so to speak, just a car company, a CXO will be super important because there are things you will always have. And the digital revolution, that's you know, not going to stop or pause. And maybe it slows down a little bit, but it's going to happen. So it will be electric it will be autonomous at some point you might not own or buy it anymore so these things are going to happen anyways it's just a question uh when and it takes maybe a bit longer it's it's, it's funny because it's like a like like a shift like a revolution it's just happening in slow motion a little bit um but but it's going to happen um and uh, and if you look at the speed of change for example in china You know, like how many car and also mobility companies and tech companies came up there over the last five, 10 years and how far they got already. Um, you get a really good sense on the, the speed of change that we're going to see. And so I think, um, again, I think for both more traditional companies, it's even more important to have a very strong um, CXO role And the more new tech companies or more digital-focused mobility providers, so to speak, they have it already, anyways. Hmm. Mm. I, I wanna. I want. I want to like touch on something that you've mentioned earlier, which was, um, you know, the idea of physical and digital and going more and more digital. And in your perspective, as somebody who is a chief experience officer, but you know, elevate yourself into, you know, let's say. I don't know, you work with Lamborghini and the reason why I mentioned Lamborghini is because they recently announced that they're not going to go to any more car shows. And how important in this kind of experience level um, will be the digital versus the physical side and physical, not only in terms of the product, because of course, you know, if you have a phone in your hand, if you have a, a car that you get into, the physical perspective is very important in general, but this kind of idea of getting to know the product without owning it or without using it, you know, 
becoming in awe with something or getting familiar with something, is that something that can be achieved completely digitally? Or would you say we need to stick to a certain physical presentation? I mean, you know, Munich has the, the, the Munich Motor Show uh, from Frankfurt uh, next year uh, that moved down here. Is, is these kind of physical shows like, you know, getting closer to your potential clients uh, even even important when you have a subscription service? And will it be important or will it only be important for higher level companies and then they, they just do it differently as what, for example, Lamborghini just decided in doing private shows? Well, I think I've been on like, I don't know, hundreds of car shows in the past and always had, you know, a great time. On the one hand, but at the same time, I, it was for me never possible to even like, I, I was, I always saw just a friction of everything that was on these shows. You know, they're huge, like, like hundreds of cars, they're all polished, like hundreds, thousands, millions of people. You can't really get into the car even. So I think, I think there's a, there's a room and a place for both. I think as, as, you know, um, augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality, these experiences um, get more and more. Also, by the way, because now everybody's at home, everybody's video conferencing, everybody is shifting into digital space. So there's like also a huge shift in that space. Um, you, you have way better technologies these days to create new ways of showcasing and demonstrating your product for sure. I don't need to leave my living room anymore. I can browse cars, see different trim levels, uh, can learn my HMI system, can maybe already set up everything digitally. So when I get the car, everything's in there already. Um, so I think I can do all these things. I can go for virtual test drives. That's one of the things we're doing right now where I can take and select a certain car and then go for a test ride um, virtually. Um, so you can do a lot. Um, but also I think at the end of the day, it's still a, a physical product. So for at least some people, like how the car really feels while driving, how the materials, the, the fabrics feel like, that's something It's that's at this point a bit tricky if you do it only digitally because, you know, user experience is all about creating an emotion at the end of the day because we're humans and we're not yet designing for robots. This might change in the future for sure, actually. But like right now, we design still for human beings. And so user experience is all about creating an emotion. And and this is why I'm also always thinking about all the senses, you know, haptics, voice, or, or audio, um, um, scent, basically everything, right? Because we're humans. And so I think there's a space for everything, but it, I don't think... I, I do absolutely think there are better ways to spend your marketing dollars than just renting the biggest booth at a car show and putting 50 highly polished cars onto the show floor. Also great, but I mean, look at, for example, the shift to new experiences into the gaming world. Um, with, with Travis Scott, for example, you know, this, this, this like super famous artist who just recently gave uh, a concert in Fortnite, you know, and I don't know, we had like, 18 or 20 million people watching this live event and how many people would he have reached just as a show in a concert so you cannot really compare it but i think they can complement and even if you have a real world experience with with a physical experience um, i would always now go and, and see how can we translate that into a more you know immersive experience um, and maybe it doesn't need to be a car show because again also at the car show you have all the brands next to each other. So to get attention for me as 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 my brand, it's way harder than going to uh, South by Southwest or well, even CS has changed now, and who knows when there will be a CS again. But um, I, I'm I always try to think differently, anyways, and do the opposite of what the others are doing because this gives you more attention and you can be more unique. So I think. Coming back to your question, <laughs> there is definitely a place for both, but I think now is the time to really think differently and be brave and 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 try out new things, which is maybe hard because COVID nineteen economy, lots of challenges. Absolutely get that, but that's exactly when we have to be innovative and and be be radical and and you know and rethink a few things um, or everything actually. So I think now is actually the best time 
to 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 be brave even though it's tricky but i think now you can explore all these new things and you have to in my opinion yeah and this is also i mean like why we started having this conversation about a cxo because it's it's not just an exercise in terms of you know what could happen in the future but it's something that you take from experience you take from you know projects that you did and you 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 combine all of these things together and i think the travis scott fortnite uh, event is perfect for that it's not about everything needs to be copied into what's happening in the future and everything needs to be exactly how it was in the past it's more about there is something that works in a new environment how can we portray this or like how can we process this to make it an interesting fact for maybe an established industry um because i I always have the feeling that these established industries like, you know, manufacturing has picked it up a little bit more with, you know, uh, the industry 4.0 and all these things, but especially car companies, um, you know, product companies that have been doing the same thing for over and over again, and it was more like a evolution than a revolution now need to, to look outside. And it's of course not easy. It's difficult, but this, you know, the more they look outside, the more they will understand like, okay, maybe we have to adjust. And I think we're in this really interesting period at the moment. And with COVID pushing that and accelerating that, I think we will see a lot of development with a little bit of a delay because I think it's not going to happen, you know, right away or in 2020, but we will start seeing these very strong developments, 2021, 2022, 2023. And uh, probably we will be, you know, remembering this in a few years time and just like, oh yeah, like, you know, we, we discussed about the CXO and now it's, it's like a normal thing uh, that's happening in the, uh, in the industry. Yeah. You bring up a good point. For example, also retail, um, it's a car show is one thing but would you now want to be one i mean who would like to go to a car show right now and sit in a car touch everything that like hundreds thousand people have touched before maybe not so many people um besides just even being a space with that's fully crowded but even retail experience even think about outside mobility you know if you think about an apple store microsoft flagship store um you know when you used to have just all these devices everywhere, like laptops, phones, tablets, and you could just touch everything, take it, use it. But this is going to change as well. So we're also working with some companies to think, okay, how to redefine the future of retail? How can you create a new experience in these cool stores, in these flagship stores, without having just, you know, without just putting all these devices everywhere and you can just click and, 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 and touch everything. But, how can you create something that's maybe even more immersive and more exciting than just the product itself? I mean, what is the value anyways, really? If you look at the iPhone, for example, fantastic, beautiful product design, great technology, but the value for you as a user is not the, you know, the, the super polished glass or the aluminum frame or whatever. It's like the digital experience you have on top, like your iPhone and my iPhone and everybody's iPhone is totally different right like you have a very different experience and one is very relevant for you with your iphone and i have one with mine i wouldn't like yours you probably wouldn't like mine because what makes it exciting is that the power of the the mac apple experience is what happens not with the physical piece but with with the apps that i have with the connection to the cloud i have with my user id that makes it super easy to log in everywhere um, it's seamlessly connected between my TV, my phone, my car. So that's what makes it really powerful. And I think we just see a shift to more and more of this. And yes, COVID-19 definitely is um, is also an, an, an almost like a facilitator or like a, like a um, it, it will push it for sure, I think. Yeah. So there are also good things in, in that. There's always something, there's always an opportunity in every a challenging situation i think that's one of the opportunities we have right now indeed indeed and i want to finish the conversation off with not asking you the three questions because you had them already and i'm not going to ask you again uh very was simply a, speaking but so. i was a real surprise last time i didn't even know about the <laughs> yeah, that's, part of, that's part of it you know it should be it should be coming out of a gut feeling it should be coming out of uh you know out of an emotion to have that as well but i want to ask you one thing um, if if you could choose to become a CXO 
of any company at this moment in time where and I want to say this where you where you would believe is the most change possible in product and everything that's related to it which one comes to mind first and which one would you like first of all i'm very happy where i am <laughs> right because um and, and and just let me tell you why because a we work with different brands which is amazing but we also work across different industries and like we do work for example for mobility industry but yes we do amazing ui UX design for production vehicles but we also then take this and can work on esports and um, retail experiences and marketing campaigns and vr experiences right because we are so cross-functional which is great um i think what but what is always important and i don't even need to think about a brand necessarily it would be where would you have really the power to change something you know um like where would that role have enough energy and power and and support to be, be really able to make a change even if it takes some time i think that would be the most important thing for me you know if it's just like a um, you know, certain companies have certain positions just because it looks good if you write about it. But in fact, they cannot really make or change anything. And so for me, it would be most important about um, to, to, to know how much support does this role have? How much power do you get? Um, and how is the mindset of probably the rest of the company in terms of being open for change and innovation. And of course, that's your responsibility to, to kind of uh, provide that vision and get everybody excited and on board. But, um, but every brand, every company with the right setup and energy can create amazing experiences, you know, any. It's just a question of um, how important is it and how much value do you put to this? And if you don't, if it's not important to us, then I think you're not going to be successful successful at, at some point anyways. So that, that like, then economy takes care of this automatically. <laughs> then let me let me ask you a little bit differently. If if everything that you've just mentioned would come into practice at at any kind of company, where where would you see um a development like this would be not necessarily most needed, but in the highest, um, you know, to put this in the best possible way, which company do you think would be would would or could make the biggest leap forward at this moment in time if they were to give all these kind of freedoms that you've just mentioned and stuff like that? Do you think that you know one of them is I don't even want to say underperforming, but there's so much more potential in them that you could say like for them that would be great as an example? Huh. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, no, I don't want to be too specific. I think about a specific brand because, you know, I mean, you have great people in every company and um, sometimes they're just not being heard and don't get or empowered to really drive change. Um, you have very smart, creative people everywhere. Um, of course, I mean, um, and, and by the way, I'm, a lot of companies already trying a lot to to kind of master this new era and and the, the shift to the digital age but um but i think it would be very exciting to kind of like go the other way around you know if i think about actually what if netflix would design a car what if uber well probably uber is working on cars right already but um but maybe not but like what if 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 spotify or netflix or or um, Disney would come up with a car, you know, really coming from the full experience and thinking t totally outside the box and not, and of course, you know, having maybe the luxury to not having all this legacy of, you know, the manufacturing, all the processes and, and the structures. But I think to, you know, bring, come from the experience perspective and then translate this into mobility, I think that would be probably even more exciting. If you think about, Right, you know, right from the from the start to think about it's only for AVs or only for the real estate experience. You only think about okay, what, how can you create the best mobile office? How can it create? You know, what if Microsoft, Sony, what if Sony creates a car and they already, you know, showed something at CES, um, which was still kind of 
more traditional, I would say, but they could be way more radical in terms of like coming from, you know, the experience first and then think about a car. And maybe then you discover it's not going to be a car at all. Um, it's something totally different. Um, but I think, I think that would be a, a pretty cool challenge, actually. Well, let's, you know, we never know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, I had a conversation with uh, Michael DiTuyo, which was also also a podcast, and we talked about what would happen if Nike would make a car, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. You know, these, these, are, these are the kind of companies. So if you haven't listened to that yet, uh, you know, I can only recommend it was a nice conversation uh, with Michael and shout out to him on this one as well. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it would be great to see Netflix coming up with something like this, Disney as well. Uh, I could even imagine, you know, Warner Brothers, uh, something like this mm-hmm. to like, you know, show us what they would think um, a vehicle could be like, but maybe we see that in the future, maybe not, but I definitely know what we're going to see in the future. And that will be Chris. <laughs> both, both, Even though you don't see me really now, but okay. yes, that's very true. That's very true. But obviously like, you know, either when you're back in Germany or when I'm, I'm back in the U S we're going to go out for a drink, but we will certainly do another podcast, maybe a German one, you know, maybe English one. We don't know yet, but um, you know, the, the response for the first one was great. This one was really good fun as well. And I hope that all the, the listeners enjoyed our little exercise that we did here and uh, yeah. we hope you could you could follow us with this one but yeah christian ecker thank you very much for once again joining me on the gestalten podcast and to all of our listeners we we hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode as well don't forget to follow us on you know all the sites where you listen to us uh, if you are listening on itunes give us a five-star rating always helps us to push up um you know us in the respective categories a little bit and of course if you have any questions comments if you would like to let's say this was a silly idea for us to talk about it if you like this idea you want to discuss it a little bit further you know leave some comments um on the podcast leave some comments on our linkedin or whatever feel free to contact us and until that chris thanks a lot once again for joining in Thanks so much for having me, Martin. Yes, always a pleasure. Anytime. And to all of our listeners, you will hear back from us very soon with the next episode of the Gestalten Podcast. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hello, dear listener. It's me again, Martin, with a very quick announcement. And usually we don't do outros, but this is a very special occasion. We will be on a summer break for the next few weeks. So you will hear back from us very likely in early September with the next episode of the Gestalten podcast. But in the meantime, we will enjoy some sun, some holidays, and hopefully if the covid situation allows us a little bit of beach time as well but in the meantime enjoy the old episodes if you haven't listened to them and uh, yeah don't forget to follow us on social media connect with us on social media and all the kind of rating systems that you might listen to us to give us a five-star rating and enjoy your holiday we certainly will and we will hear you back again in september